Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Talkin' Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm Becky Streepy. I'm David Streepy. This week on the show, we had dinner at Maypole and ate Dea Santa Fe burritos. May I say it's going to be a great episode? I think you're right. It's a, it's a great day uh, to talk about burritos. Yeah, it is. It's terrific to chat with you in the daytime. Should I call this episode May Day? M-A-E-D-A-I-Y? No. Oh. <laughs> so I definitely am going to do that. Why then. would you call it May Day? May, May Pole and Daya. It's great. Happy oh, oh, oh. Ugh. It's a M-A-E-D-A-I-Y? working title. M-A-E-D-A-I-Y? Yeah. May Day. Capital D. Um, Just really. Maybe no Y. I well, don't know. No, it's got to be the Y because that's the Y and Daya. It's true. You're right. When you're right, you're right. May, I, let's try to top that. Okay. What's on the other side of this? That's the, um, that oh. it would be the plot of One Crazy Summer. Because, oh. spoiler, we're recording this the very next well, day after we recorded the One Crazy Summer episode. I'm actually editing the One Crazy Summer episode at my desk behind me. I don't know that it benefits anyone to know that information, especially us. <laughs> you know, you, you do this thing. Mm-hmm. By the way, hi. Hi, how are you? You do this thing (laughs) where you you take paper and you put it back in the printer after it's been printed so that it can print on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I get it. You're you're eco conscious, Mm -hmm. trying to conserve paper. But what happens is I don't really use the printer unless it's an official document or a printing or like a postage thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the postage thing prints out and it has this on the other side of it and i get a little anxious about whether that's going to make the scanner unreadable because it's got all this stuff behind it it's never been an issue it's fine but the the important document stuff mm-hmm. i'm not gonna take something to get notarized or take something to get like faxed for a car or something like that that has the plot of one crazy summer on the back of it <laughs> I think I've definitely sent in uh, tax forms yeah. with a recipe on the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. The answer is mindfulness, maybe. Oh, no. So the answer is what I do now, because you've brought this up before. I put 
paper I plan to reuse is stacked up on the corner of the printer, see? And then if I'm going to print something like a recipe that I need to work on or a script for talking tofu where it's okay, I just stick it in the printer to reuse then so that you don't have uh, the problem that you just described. Gotcha. I'm such a good wife. Yeah. I'm the greatest. Thank you for doing that. Thoughtful and such a problem solver too, if I may say. It's weird in this in this episode or this summary of One Crazy Summer. It I'm going to spoil One Crazy Summer again. So if you were really trying to avoid it last time, just uh, hop ahead thirty seconds, everybody, or maybe maybe a couple minutes. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna soak in this one. Um, it says, however, this is the second to last paragraph. However, old man Beckerstead, father of Agia and grandfather of Teddy, gives back the trophy and spares Cassandra's house, which, again, had the deed to his house, like in hand at the regatta, which Just is Just right there in his pocket at a regatta where it could but, get wet, right by the water. But Well, they stay pretty far away from the water. It's not like there's a splash zone at a regatta, I don't think. But this regatta seems like it might have had a if splash zone. in the boat, yeah, a lot of splashing <laughs> was happening. But old man Beckerstead, father of Agia and grandfather of Teddy, was... <laughs> Not anywhere near it. That's true. Arguably, he was on the dock when he handed them the the deed. So that if somebody had pranked him at that point, mm-hmm. spring braked him and pushed him into the water, it would have gotten wet. My point is, you're in the second to last paragraph of your summary of One Crazy Summer on Wikipedia, and you have to point out at that point who Old Man Beckerstead is? That's a good point. Why isn't that established earlier, Wikipedia? To be fair, I don't know that we talked about Akak until like an hour into our episode about it. And Akak's review, like he's introduced pretty early on in the movie. No, we talked about him early because I just edited that part. Okay. We talked about somebody late in the game though. Jeremy Piven. Yeah. We talked about Piv. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We should do PCU. I'd love to do that. I've only seen PCU one time. <laughs> this turned from a bad vegan food podcast into a worse movie review <laughs> podcast. We'll give you some time before that PCU one, Toeheads. Don't worry. <sighs> yeah, we'll give you time to get this instead of that. <laughs> Us talking about that time we talked about a movie. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Oh. Hey, you know How what, are though? You? Oh, I am great. Yeah? Yes. What's new? What's new in your world? Uh, well, it's been... Uh, one day since we had don't stop doing that you can talk about things that you didn't talk about yesterday that's true what's new in your world well what is new in my world last night we went to dinner yeah Mm -hmm. we went to crog street market and we had a lovely dinner at makimoto the sushi place inside of crog street market Heck yeah. They have a new vegan roll on the menu with all of the pickles inside, and then it's topped with mango and avocado and like this pureed mango sauce. And yeah. uh, if you're in Atlanta, ooh, and there's wakame salad inside. Go get it. It's big fat so rolls, good. big cut slices, wide one, and thick. One roll is a meal. Yeah. Um, their wasabi is really good. Their pickled ginger is really good. The So we hadn't been to Makimono since pre-pandemic. And I really missed it. And it was great to have it again. What I had, you know, I was going to say, but then you were like, they have a vegan roll. They have a build your own roll mm-hmm. that has always had a really good vegan option. Like you can load it up. Yeah. They have a ton of vegan fillings that you can add. Yeah. Like I had like tofu. I had like daikon. I had pickled carrot. I had uh, avocado. I had tempura flakes. I had... 
uh, jala- fresh jalapeno on top. It was good. Yeah. Their build your own rolls are great. I was going to build my own and then I saw that they'd added this vegan roll. Yeah. And then I saw the word mango and th- noticed that there were pickles inside and was like, oh, they made me a sushi roll. It looked indecent. It looked like a bit of a mess, but it tasted amazing. The way that the mango was spread over the top of it. Yeah, that mango looked sauce. like it was ejected from something. I mean, it probably in a good way from a sauce jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. from a sauce yeah. jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave is making a gesture with his hand and pointing. I just want you to be clear what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I get, I okay. get what you're saying, but the, I think if that orange sauce was a was ejected, you would need to see a doctor. No, that's not. I'm, I'm not being that specific. You're you were being very. I'm specific saying in the way gestures. the way it was arranged <laughs> on the roll. Yeah. Was kind of splooged all over there. Listen, <laughs> wow! <laughs> don't like that talk on this podcast. Yeah, Dave doesn't like crass talk. Everyone, I don't. Let's. I'll button it up for you, buddy. Please do. I like to have nice chat that's accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. You want our child to listen to this podcast? I don't, but you seem to. He does sometimes. It's the summer, and he's not in any camps this year because. COVID and then we didn't get it together in time really either. And so he's just home. And so when I'm editing Talking Tofu, sometimes he hangs out in my office with me and listens to the episodes and says things when Dave swears like, you have to edit that out. Mm. I don't say a lot of swear words though. (laughs) Too many for him. More than one crazy summer. Mm -hmm. Because there's not a lot of swear words in that movie. It's just a good movie. PG. It's It's a PG movie. movie. It is. I would watch it again. Bobcat says shit. Oh, yeah. That's what prompted us to be That's when we were like, oh, I hadn't heard one this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, No swears for like an hour and 10 minutes. And then Bobcat says shit. And then that's it. So that's the one you can get and still have a PG. Oh, is that the rule? I don't know. There's some rule like that. In the 80s, it was different. It was stricter. What was your first rated R movie that you saw? You are so anxious to move on to something else. Witches of Eastwick. Oh, that's right. I saw it in the theaters. I was like, I was like eight or 10. I was not old enough to see Witches of Eastwick. You saw it in the theater? Uh Uh-huh. Which parent brought you? You know which parent brought me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Uh, What about you? Stand by me. Wow. Yeah. And that was before I became a big Stephen King fan too. And I didn't even know it was a Stephen King movie until like I had become a dyed in the wool um, Stephen King fan. Really? Yeah. So I saw the movie, loved it. Got the cassette tape soundtrack for it, which is all like 50s bangers. And then became a Stephen King fan a couple of years later in life. Got really into Stephen King and then learned about different seasons and Shawshank Redemption and Stand By Me and Apt People and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a thing I didn't know about you. What do you mean? Which part? Stephen King? That you had, that you saw Stand By Me not knowing it was a Stephen King movie. That feels like a fact. Still, that feels, you feel to me like someone who's been into Stephen King since you sprung from the womb, just like always, always with the shining in your hand. I didn't read The Shining until I was in college. Yeah, it was The Stand. Yeah, I read The Stand in high school. Or maybe it was The Gunslinger. Just clutching The Gunslinger as you... So The Gunslinger, for Christmas in eighth grade, The Wastelands had just come out. 
and I loved the cover for it. it had Blaine the Train as the cover, but he didn't have the face. It was just a spooky looking uh, train. And so I asked for it for Christmas. I didn't know it was a book three and read it and was like, this is weird. <laughs> kind of makes sense, I guess. Uh, but then started the, the Gunslinger after that. My first Stephen King was Eyes of the Dragon, which is a pretty good entry level, like fantasy Stephen King. I've never read that one. A little bit lewd, but... Um, so is most Stephen King. Right, but it's pretty genteel. Is that the right word? Sure. It's pretty benign for Stephen King. Okay. Um, as far as his other stuff, especially his 80s stuff goes. Then I read It. <laughs> Just straight into the deep yeah. end. Seventh grade. I've never. Thousand page book, though, in seventh grade. I was pretty proud of myself. But then but the end of that one was a real head scratcher as a seventh grader. <laughs> I will say I haven't read It because my fear of uh, spiders yeah. runs deep and has been long standing. Yeah. And uh, my friend Gia, my best friend in middle and high school, uh-huh. really was into Stephen King, as was I. Mm-hmm. Not as much as she was, but I really enjoyed a horror book. And um, she kept trying to convince me to read it. And I was like, but there's that spider. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Yeah. And know, I still feel that way about it. Sorry. Never. I, also, there's this, a clown, which now almost worse for me than the spider. Right. But the thing about it is it's so not about the spider or the clown. The clown's in it more than the spider is. But it's also like of a thousand page, eleven hundred page book, maybe a hundred of those pages combined are about a clown or a spider, you know? So it's just so, like a tight novella about the clown right. and the spider. But that's like spread out across the whole book. And the rest of it is about growing up and connecting with your friends and then growing like into an adult and reconnecting with your with who you were when you were a kid and who your friends were as kids and who your friends became. And like there's like Loved that. Love that. Still love it. Still my favorite Stephen King book, even though it has a little problematic, and by a little I mean big, problematic part at the end, uh, which I don't really want to talk about. But look at this poster for Stand By Me. Did you really think (laughs) I was going to show you a clown or a spider? I was ready to cover my eyes. How dare you? She jumped out of her chair when I turned the phone around (laughs) to show you the poster for Stand By Me. Okay. Good Lord. I'm sorry. To show you the poster for Stand By Me, there's nothing about Stephen King on here. You would not know. A, the Stephen King novella is called The Body. So it's not even the same title. It's not like Shawshank Redemption, which is roughly the same title as the novella. I don't think that, I could be wrong. I don't think the trailer for it had anything about Stephen King in it. Might have. Didn't know about this movie from the trailer. I knew about this movie from the posters in the video stores and from the box art and from the cassette uh, soundtrack, which had all of those 50 bangers. It also, the the movie poster features a train. So maybe you were just drawn to media well, that was promoted via pictures of trains. Yeah, who doesn't like trains though? It's true. It's well established that I love a train. I think that there was also, okay, Stephen King's here in the, like, the, the little credits at the bottom. He's like sixth line now so um i think it was also a trailer in front of one of the vhs's that i had so i saw it a lot like i saw the trailer for it a lot or like the promo for it but not that would have been like the home video trailer not like the theatrical trailer okay 
All right, you're bored. No, I'm not. I I'm so engaged. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, River Phoenix. Oh no, Will Wheaton gets a gets a leech on his. You know what? <gasps> You've never seen Stand by Me. I have seen Stand by Me. And you don't remember that Will Wheaton got a leech on his. You know what? I don't remember that. I watched it with you. I don't. That's. I don't think that's true. I did. I think Maybe. you think of Next Generation. Oh yeah, that's the Will Wheaton thing I'm thinking of. Not really. Hey, we got a letter. Can I read it? Yeah. Who's it from? This letter is from Mama to Bradley. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Is this going to be mean to me like uh, Dim Sim Kitty was last time? No. Okay, this good. is This is actually a wonderful and helpful thing. It is good. directed at you, but it's, it's a positive. It's not like the last letter, which okay. dragged you yeah. and, and sided with me. I don't want to talk about the it. The correct side. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Mama to Bradley says, Hola, I highly recommend trying beehive pepperoni. It's local to the Southeast, priced right, and is delicious. I think it would make Dave happy, and isn't that our ultimate goal in life? It's true. That's what I said. I like the sound of that. Yeah. I like the way Mama to Bradley thinks and so speaks. So beehive is spelled with just one, well, two E's, the one at the end. <laughs> oh. And then it's not bee like the animal. Bee I- like... To be or not to be hive. When so it reminds me of I got this sprinkler system for the backyard and it's called the Orbit Beehive B dash H Y V E. Not an endorsement. I stopped using it because it's bad. So it's an endorsement. But whatever I would use it, you control it through an app. It would say Beehive, and I'd get Austin Powers in my head, <laughs> and I'd say Oh Beehive. <laughs> <laughs> so now when you read that, I had the same thought of. That was Miles and Powers, by the way. Great, awesome. It was Powers. not great. Ten out of ten. Stop. You're being insincere. I'm not. Be honest with your review. It was a three out of ten. Yeah, baby. That's more of a <laughs> six out of ten. Obi Hive. That's still. I can't do like his like sultry. I can't even do his yeah, baby. But speaking of movies that it didn't age well. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Mm. My memory of Austin Powers is pretty. Non-existent. Smell a rewatch. Oh, boy. I smell something in the kitchen, by the way. There is a smell in the kitchen. Okay. I'm going to track it down later. Thank you. Oh, beehive. Do you have a news item? Do I make you horny, baby? (laughs) (laughs) That's not it. I'm trying. Hold on. Let me find it. Just wait. Who throws a shoe? No, that's more of a... Who does number two work for? No. All right, forget it. Thank you for your silent reception of every attempted Austin Powers line, by the way. This is Talking Tony's. This is a segment on the podcast where I do a, uh, I take a headline from the vegan world, share that, and we, we talk about it a little bit. And this week's headline is from Veg News. Uh, Nicole Axworthy on June 28th, 2021 says 3000 hospitals and schools add vegan burgers to menus. Incognito burger patties will be added to the menu at 3000 hospitals and schools nationwide through a partnership with food service company Sodexo. So Morningstar Farms will expand its Incognito Vegan Meat line to more than 3,000 hospitals and schools. Kellogg's is expanding. Kellogg's owns Incognito or owns Morningstar, who does Incognito. 
expanding its form. They don't say that as clunkily in the article as like that was my editorial comment about Kellogg. Uh, expands its partnership to meet the increasing demand for plant-based protein options. Already serves Morningstar Farms spicy black bean burgers and just added the incognito burger patties to its offerings, beginning with the healthcare sector. Wow. So they make burgers. Yeah. That's exciting and I want them. I was just at Kroger yesterday and I was looking at the frozen vegan section and they don't have any incognito. Huh anymore they had it in that little separate freezer case like showcase case Uh and there's something else in there now ice cream sandwiches or something well still are they vegan no No. and then so i went over to where they keep like the garden and stuff and nowhere to be found you spent a lot of time on it i did i was bummed out yeah that incognito chicken is not to be trifled with. Yeah, is that was was that ever widely available yet, or was that? It seems we had like... vegetizers from Morningstar Farms, and I was wondering if Incognito is replacing vegetizers. No, it's not. It better not be because those buffalo wings we haven't had those in a minute, and they're good. Yes. What's what's that face? Nothing. Okay. I was thinking. That was my thinking okay. face. That's your thinking face. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't been buying them. I think I've been trying to like keep our grocery budget under control. Well, you I'm all for that. You wouldn't know it. No. But I am trying. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. That's why I haven't been buying them. Maybe less of something else so that we can make room for that. Mm-hmm. Less broccoli. That's how budgeting works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll cut back on the amount of broccoli I buy so we can no! get No. Broccoli's cheap. Wings. As a little joke. If you... If you got rid of the broccoli, yeah, you would that would free up the money for like half of the wings bag. Yeah, I guess I have to get rid of all the broccoli. No, I said all the broccoli. All the bro- we buy a lot of broccoli. We don't buy that much broccoli. We buy three dollars of broccoli. I try to buy enough broccoli for three meals because we love it so much. What's wrong with loving broccoli? Nothing. I'm just saying it's a lot of broccoli. Three meals for for three people who eat a lot of broccoli at a meal. I don't think we really addressed Mama de Bradley's letter. <laughs> no. So her letter was in response to Dave saying that vegan pepperoni continues to disappoint. Yeah, they haven't figured it out yet. But maybe they have. We're going to try this beehive and get yeah, back to you. Yeah, I just I I didn't want to get too far away from it without saying thanks for the letter. Yeah. Thanks so much. Like this is why people don't write us letters. Because <laughs> we just move right on. Like so, thank you for the letter. Mama to Bradley. Mama to Bradley is our listener of the week. Reach out to us and we will uh, send you a positive message on Instagram and say hey to our listener of the week. So congratulations, Mama to Bradley. And I hope I'm saying that correctly. Is that how you say it? Yes. Okay. Um, And yeah. I'm excited to try beehive pepperoni, and I'm not going to make an Austin Powers joke about it. I think that I hope that it's what I'm looking for out of pepperoni. So I'm looking now, and it is available in California, Florida, Georgia. Oh, so it looks like you can only get it on a pizza. Plant-based pizzeria uses it. What? So we'll have to order. I just had plant-based pizzeria. Oh, spoiler alert. You heard that in the last episode. Yeah, you did. 
Yeah, but mostly honest, in some didn't. places you can maybe get it. In St. Louis, it's available at Vegan Deli and Butcher. So I don't know if it's available on a sandwich or as a butcher offering. Hmm. Anyway, in stores, I'm not super seeing it. Oh, wait. And now, oh, wait. They separated it out. Hang on. Hang on. It's available at a lot of Whole Foods. It is available at the Whole Foods on Ponce and in Midtown. It is not available at the Whole Foods that... Which oh, might, yes. be, might be close to us, might be far from us. You don't, you don't know, listener. And it's available at the Whole Foods Indicator. Which might be close to us, might be far from us. You don't know, listener. You don't know where we live. Let me give you our address so you no! can... No! These haters over here. Wait, hold on. So as you probably gathered from the last episode, I just got back into town as of this recording. I've been back for like a day and a half. And we are leaving town again. And But when this episode comes out, we'll be back. Um, But because we're only in town for four days... I didn't stock the fridge, and so we didn't really make anything this week to speak of, but what we did do... Well, hold on. Yes. We're child-free. Yeah, we are. So we're splashing out. We are. We yeah. are splashing out. Date nights. We, date Reconnecting. nights. Reconnecting. Rekindling. Staying up late. Yeah, stoking that flame that's gone, that's gone out. I'm sorry? That's dying. Excuse it's me? It's not out. It's a smaller flame. It's not a bad... Th- it's just... No, I think <laughs> you got this. We're keep digging. Uh, no, it's <laughs> we're not. We're remembering what love looked like. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. No, this will be our final episode. <laughs> we are. Uh, we, we created a new flame and a new fire mm-hmm. and that fire burns brightly and warmly, but now we're looking at a fire that we used to burn and, uh, admiring the, the light that, that, and the warmth that that fire provides so lighting d- a different fire, you know, um, inviting a few other people to the, to the bonfire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> Yikes. What? So Dave picked me up at the airport on Monday. Yeah. And we decided that we would behave like the footloose and fancy free childless people that we are this week. And we just went straight out to dinner, straight from the airport. Would what? Somebody, would somebody who the flame had gone out for pick you up from the airport? Thank you for picking yeah. me up from the airport. That's 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 husband stuff. Inflamed territory. <laughs> He's going to get that looked at, everyone. So we went straight from the airport. We drove over to Summerhill. Summerhill! Which which is a neighborhood in West Atlanta that we have talked about before because there's some great food there. West Atlanta? It's like on the west side of town, yeah. It's it's like west of Grant Park. No, I think it's south of Grant Park. Oh, I just think of it as west because it's... It's on the east side of 75, You take 20 west to get there. Is it? Yes. Oh. I don't, Turner Field. Listen, I've only We're lived Turner in Atlanta Field. since 2001. How am I supposed to know where things are? So we went over to well, Summerhill. We too busy kissing for you to see which way we were going. Stoking that flame. We were, so <laughs> passions were hot. 
So we went over to Summerhill to try a restaurant that we had seen when we were there last. We talked about it on here. We did. We talked about Maypole. And then our friend Marilyn reached out and said Maypole actually is an Athens restaurant that is expanding into Atlanta. Marilyn, the the usual listener of the week, but not this week because <laughs> we got a letter from Mama to Bradley. <laughs> we still love you, Marilyn. And thank you for encouraging us to go to Maypole. So we we did it. We went there. And Maypole is one of the spots where their format is that you like choose your base, choose your veggies, choose your protein, and then your sauce. So it's like a build your own bowl kind of a restaurant where you go down the line. Yep. It's a B-Y-O-B-K-O-A-R. That's what you do. They also have, what's the soda that they have on tap? Boylan's. Boylan's. And they have a lot of good kombucha. They got it at the fountain. But yeah, they have it at the, the yeah. soda fountain instead of Cokes. It's Boylan's. Yeah. It's neat. It is neat. They have some really good stuff. They also make their own watermelon sports drink that I want to try next time, but I really wanted a kombucha after a long flight. Yeah. A long flight. It wasn't a long flight, but I really wanted a kombucha. Yeah. So I got one. Yeah. I'm going to say what kind it was. Okay. I took a picture. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. You took a picture of the food? Mm-hmm. Huh. I can hand it to you. It Just... is a brand that I'd never heard of before called Figment Craft Kombucha. And the flavor I got was Hidden Worlds, which is ginger and lemongrass. And it was a delight. Hidden Worlds. Hidden Worlds. Ooh, the bot- Look how pretty the can art is. All those pretty can art. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. I'll yeah. put a picture up on Instagram. Okay. You sure there's not already one there? I don't know. When I said you took a picture of the food earlier, I was joking. Oh, did I put it in my stories? No, you just always take a picture of the food. Oh, that was a joke. Yeah, it was just a little, I was I was being bad. The camera eats first. Do you need the picture to help jog your memory? No, about? I know exactly what I had. Great. Dave, what did you get at Maypole? I got brown rice as my base. Mm-hmm. I got fritters as my protein, which were black bean, mushroom, quinoa, quinoa fried together into a little ball. And I'll tell you what, I'm not a quinoa guy and I'm not a black bean boy, but these fritters were amazing. Wait, were they black bean? I thought they were black eyed peas. Black eyed peas. That's what I meant. Black eyed peas. Oh, okay. I'm not a black eyed pea boy. I am a black bean boy. Yes. I was also okay. famously. All right. All right. Well, not famously. <laughs> Still working on it, but <laughs> I am not a black eyed pea boy. And, uh, but these fritters were amazing. I got, you get two side salads. Mm-hmm. I got a cucumber and radish salad as one. And I got a uh, corn and zucchini as the other one, I think. And then I got a spicy avocado uh, dressing on top. And it was amazing. I ate the whole thing. I ate it all. I ate it all very quickly. You did eat it really quickly. I, I liked it. Yeah, I and, was impressed. Usually I'm the fast eater. So. And, you know, uh, I kind of had a stomach ache later. Well, it's a lot of food. Well, and then we had Big Softy afterwards, too. Spoiler. Well, we're talking about that. It's not, on the, it's not on the thing. We'll talk about it. Why not? Okay. Yeah, your bowl looked really good. I wish I'd gotten a bite because I was intrigued by that spicy avocado dressing. I had no bites to spare. And then the rice looked like it was spiced or something. Look green rice. It looked, looked like green rice. Herbal. Yeah. It looked really good. Lots of good seasoning on it. So I got power greens as my base. And I also got the fritters, which were incredible. I thought so good. So nice to take like a bite of fritter with a bite of the greens. That was like a nice contrast. Crunchy greens, fried fritters, yum. And then for my veggies, 
I had the summer hash, which was like a, just a bunch of sautéed summer veggies, bell peppers and yellow squash, etc. I was interested in that, but eggplant. Oh, yeah. Eggplant. Uh, I love eggplant uh, and rarely get to have it because of the sounds you hear Dave making. And then the other veggie I got was this red cabbage, which was cooked in coconut milk, but I didn't get a hmm. big coconut milk vibe. It looked like a hot it. slaw. It wasn't. It was like a braised cabbage. It was really lovely. The mm. texture was delightful and it had a great flavor. Just I didn't I didn't get coconut from it, but I did get delicious from it and I will order it I, again. I consider that as an option, but I thought it would make me tootie. And so I skipped it. And you know what? It was tootie anyway. Oh, you should have done it. And then for my sauce, I got the pesto vinaigrette which they assured me was vegan. Although (laughs) (laughs) the woman that served us was very nice, but she insisted that everything except for there's two meat proteins, like a chicken and a something else. Um, She assured us that everything except for those two items was vegan, but then they had a mac and cheese, which clearly on it said contains dairy. And we were standing in front of a big sign that said buttermilk. And then we were standing in front of a buttermilk dressing, it was a dressing yeah. and a honey sriracha dressing. Yeah. And so side eye to that. But they did have a lot of vegan options and the labeling, they labeled yeah. what contained. Yeah. The buttermilk didn't say contains dairy, but Dave and I logic that out. I don't want to ding her too hard. Yeah. It's, it was, she was proud of it for she sure. Was. And it's a, it's just a little training thing. Yeah. And like, like you said, it's clearly marked. Yeah. So we just didn't push it and used our you logics. Actually, we're like started wheezing. <laughs> Clutched my pearls. Like, actually. <laughs> I count four items here. I collapsed onto the ground. Yeah. It was dramatic. So Maypole. Yeah. Loved it. I loved it. I would go back. I think it would be great to take the kid. They had a lot of options I think that he would like. There's just that sweet potato base I think he would really like. Mm. Oh, well, Dave doesn't like sweet potatoes. I'm giving a thumbs down. Yeah. Dave doesn't like sweet potatoes or eggplants. Yeah. What else don't you like, Dave? Quinoa? Hey. <laughs> Cauliflower. Hey. Um, so I do think, though, it would be good for kids because they could just build their own. And then if they're picky, they could just get two of something. Like if there's only one veggie thing that, that interests them, they could get two of it. So we dined in. They have a nice amount of outdoor seating that's shady. Yeah. And so we dined in, but it would be good takeout too. It seems like food that would travel just fine. Yeah. We took it outside. We did take it out of the building and ate it right in front. We took it out of the container with forks. Into our mouth. The scoop. Yeah. I. Then I took it out. Never mind. (laughs) I ate. Oh boy. (laughs) I ate half of mine for dinner and then saved the other half for lunch the next day. And it it also was great, just cold out of the fridge. I didn't want to back up. It was just like salad. It was delightful. And then overnight, the pesto kind of marinated these greens. It was a lot of like really hearty salad greens, like Mm. mescaline type stuff. So the they marinated in the dressing mm-hmm. and it didn't get soggy like baby kale and stuff that can hold up to liquid yeah. without getting soggy anyway it was it made great leftovers and you you know i love a leftover we'll make great leftovers we'll make great leftovers we'll make great leftovers we'll make great leftovers it's pets yeah point for pyros mm-hmm. all right so then after dinner we went across the street to big softy and i think we should talk about it mm-hmm. 
I got the exact same thing I got last time, the matcha soft serve with chocolate hard shell and the pink praline. And just like last time, incredible. I don't think I'll ever order anything different from Big Softy ever again. But Dave- I don't like that t- that attitude. It's so good. So while you were gone, I found a new love mm-hmm. at Big Softy. And it is their crunchy ice cream Sammy. What that is, is a sugar cookie, vanilla, vegan ice cream, the oat ice cream inside of uh, two sugar cookies. And then that sugar cookie is dipped in a chocolate hard shell. And then there is something like crunchy, like that the hard shell is dipped in, like it's either toffee or coconut or something like that. Um, a little crispy and sweet, a little bit salty. And I had it while you were out of town. I had it again Monday. I am not so uh, narrow focused to say that it's the only thing I'll ever like or, you know, will ever order. Uh, but it has become a new regular order for me, for sure. Because I loved it just as much this time as I did the last time. I wish I had asked you for a bite. I offered you a bite. And you said no. I did? Yeah. What was I thinking? You were thinking, I need to dig in my heels right now on my (laughs) choice of the exact same menu item and really demonstrate that I love it and it's the only thing that I love. I'm not even doing a bit. Like I think this is what you were saying. Really? Yeah. I did only eat half of my entree because I wanted to be sure to have room for the entire ice cream. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Speaking of dinner, you want to talk about... This wasn't dinner. (laughs) This wasn't dinner. You want to talk about these burritos, though? You burrito I do. I was at Kroger the couple of weeks ago, and we had heard somebody, I don't remember who, raving about the day of burritos saying they were their favorite burritos or they were their husband's favorite burritos. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. Stuck in my head because I was like, I didn't even know Dan makes burritos. I'm not a big Dea fan. I feel like they were an early achiever in the vegan game. Uh, and they're not bad, but they're not like, you know. Uh, but I saw the burritos and I grabbed some so that we could taste them and, and talk about them. And so... That weekend, uh, we both independently cooked and ate the Dea Santa Fe burritos, and uh, we're going to talk about them. Yeah, we are. Do you want to share your experience first? Well, let's talk about the burrito itself. Sure. So this burrito is gluten-free. GF. GF. The GF. It's also soy-free. Hey. So the wrapper is made from chickpea flour. And it is stuffed with meatless beef style crumbles, brown rice, and potatoes. Really? Yeah. Beef? Looking at the, looking okay. at, reading that right off the wrapper. Okay. Okay. So, how'd you prepare yours? I made mine in the microwave. Yeah. Which was one of the direction options on the back. The day that I ate this, I was so hungry. Okay. We had gone to Lowe's to, <laughs> to get, Still hasn't happened, by the way. That still hasn't. The stove thing is still up in the air. Yeah. But we had gone to Lowe's to try to solve our stove problem, failed, 
and decided to salvage it by looking at houseplants. And while we were looking at houseplants, the kid and I both got so hungry and so cranky, it was like falling off a cliff into Hangertown. And so Dave really wanted to keep looking at plants. So the kid and I walked home. And by the time I got home, I was, can't overstate how hungry I was. So I just took the quickest route to a burrito and I microwaved it. I followed the directions and I ate it. All right. Now I also microwaved the burrito for 90 seconds, but then I put the burrito in the air fryer for 10 minutes. So two different preparation methods going into what our assessment of this dish is going to be. Yeah. So you're going to have to take from this what you will because it's not science happening around yeah. this burrito. So what'd you think? I hated it. It was horrible. The only thing that salvaged it was dipping it in copious amounts of Simple Truth spicy plant-based ranch. I thought the filling was fine. It was kind of, it was fine. It was cheesy, ricey. I didn't really detect the potatoes or beefy crumbles. I think there was some bell pepper in there. It was, the filling was fine. I found the wrapper horrible, terrible, pasty. It tasted like chickpea, which is fine if you are eating hummus, but not when you're eating a Santa Fe burrito that doesn't have a chickpea inside of it. It was horrible. It was, I only ate it because I needed food in my belly so that I could feel like a human being again. Wow. I also will add that normally when I am that hungry, I love whatever I have eaten because it's making me feel better. And this, I couldn't even rally around those feelings. It was, I thought it was maybe the worst frozen burrito I've ever had in my wow. life. Wow. That you would use those specific words. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was terrible. And I had high hopes because unlike Dave, I really like Daya. I like their cheeses. I like their cheesecakes. I think they generally do a good job on stuff. Daya, this burrito though. Ugh. Hey Dave, what did you think? It's interesting that you used those words because I was about to say that this is the best frozen burrito that I think <laughs> I've ever eaten. I struggle with frozen burritos, not just with cooking them evenly, but also getting past the fact that I'm basically eating like a knockoff version of Soylent Green that is like created just to fill the tank. Like you're not eating it for enjoyment. You're eating it to stop being hungry, you know? Mm -hmm. I thought the the tortilla, and this might have been the preparation. I thought the wrapper was crisp and flavorful. I thought the mix of spices and ingredients on the inside was really interesting. I did think that the protein was uh, pork instead of beef. I didn't even look at the wrapper, but I don't know. That was how I interpreted what a Santa Fe burrito would have. Uh, so I'm surprised to hear that it was not just beef crumbles, but beefy, which is a term that I'm not wild about. Um, but it like hit all marks for me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was cooked all the way through, which is a personal achievement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. It was it's my favorite day of product. Really, it's my favorite day of product. Well, we have a second kind. I'm going to eat it. I think we should try, maybe we should have them for lunch today and try the air fryer method that okay. you tried because maybe that 
fixes it. Because I will say that with chickpea, chickpea flour, chickpea flour, uh, that chickpea flavor sometimes will cook off and maybe it will cook off under mm. the higher heat of an air fryer versus I don't know the microwave. If, if I want to taint this this ride that I'm on. Yeah. By eating the other flavor? Yeah. No. What's the other flavor? I don't even think I want to eat this flavor again. It was the Tex-Mex with pinto beans, brown rice, and cheddar. I'm going to eat it for lunch. Yeah, I'll eat it too. I'll make two then. Okay, thanks. <laughs> We're not going to split one for lunch? No, I'll probably still dip it in the spicy ranch, but I'll taste it without to make sure. I give this five out of five ice cream sandwiches. Whoa! Yeah, crunchy sammies. Five out of five crunchy sammies. You know what? I give this four and a half out of five crunchy sammies. It's a frozen burrito. I give this four out of five crunchy sammies because it's a frozen burrito. This isn't up there with like El Mariachi burrito, even a Willie's burrito, you know? Yeah. But for what it is, whoo, whoo. Wait, <laughs> eight out of ten. Your face when you make that, that sound. Eight out of ten. I forgot we do ten. Okay. What would a 4.5 be a nine out of ten? Yeah, but I gave it an eight. Are you okay. going to give it a nine? I'm going to give it a one. Oh. I can't stress oh. enough how. <laughs> I can't stress enough how much I dislike this burrito. I thought the wrapper was trash. I thought the filling Trash. was boring. Trash. I the I don't even throw those punches. I threw it. I wow. Think I expected it to be at least Amy's burrito level, which I consider like a solid 3.5. Have you had one lately? Not lately, no. All right. And it, it did not. At least Amy's the wrapper is good. In the microwave, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've done an Amy's uh-huh. in the air fryer. We should, get, we should revisit it. We will. We'll just alternate. Movie review podcasts and frozen burrito episodes. We won't do that to you, everyone. But if that's what you want, tell us and we'll probably do it. Oh, yeah. Unless that is what you want. Express what you want. And we'll us. do do whatever you want. We really, we're here for you. Tell One us. Write to us at talkingtofupod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. One Crunchy Sammy. Wow. It was so, I was so, not only did it taste bad, but it really disappointed me because when it comes to Daya products, I had pretty high hopes. Oh, they should have called it Santa Fea. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Hey, Daya, they better, right? Am I right? Like, I'm taking your position on this. Telling them to yes. day better. Day better. Yeah. Day much better. Yeah. Well, <sighs> sorry. Yeah. I loved it. You did. I needed a win, too, because... My, like, it's been like months since we loved one of the foods that we tried. I'm still on a losing streak with the foods, yeah. but maybe next time we'll try something. Wait, no, I liked the ice cream. You liked the bonbons. I liked the bonbons. Yeah. Yeah. So you got your win. I got And one. I got my win. Yeah. So it's good. This is what a relationship is. This is what we're discovering in this childless time. We're rebuilding what a relationship with Thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying the show, take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us out, and we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod. You can also follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or at Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram, and I am at Glue and Glitter on all social media. I am Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. 
And we'd love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion for a food we should try, suggestions for what you would like this podcast to be. (laughs) (laughs) Suggestions for something else we should do instead of doing podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Write to us at TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. Talkin' Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.